Welcome to episode 109 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies plus tips, apps, and gear. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and my co-host, Warren Sklar, is here. How are you doing? You're at the, the beach house. Live from Belmar Beach, New Jersey. Getting yes. some there yet? Uh, it's coming. It's, uh, it's, we got the muggies. We definitely have the muggies here. So It's hot, though. It's like 98 degrees and muggy. So. And uh, also joining us is uh, a brand new guest, uh, uh, Roger Matthews, a web designer. How are you doing, Roger? Hey, hi. Um, I, I want to welcome you to the show, and uh, uh, we're going to find out a little bit about you in a little bit. And uh, we're also going to be talking about, hmm, there's some, some interesting discussion this today. Uh, the quarterly results were uh, announced by Apple. Uh, probably touch upon uh, the uh, the Capitol announcements. I won't. We were trying not to go in too much depth like we did uh, yesterday on Guy's show, <laughs> and 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 Warren hitting his head against the mic. Uh, uh, but uh, we'll, we will just touch upon it a little bit. I really more so I want to focus on what, what Tim Cook had to say. Lots of news, and um, we'll have some uh, um, some other discussions about privacy and some scanning uh, uh, apps I had of interest. So, but first, let's. Uh, I I decided to move this up uh, instead of starting with the news. We're going to start with our new guest, uh, Roger. Uh, you, of course, are a uh, not of course. No one knows this, but <laughs> until now, uh, is a, a web designer and. Uh, web strategic strategist, I guess it is. And uh, why don't you uh, tell uh, the, the listeners a little bit about you? And, uh, and of course, we know each other from uh, the suburban Chicago Apple users and uh, you were our past president and you uh, twisted my arm to become president. I think it was now almost 12 years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was the best thing I've ever done. I don't, yeah, there you go. Rub it in your face. Oh, it was fun. Uh, it was great. Oh yeah. Uh, well, Tell us a I appreciate about you and what you do and and and, uh, you know, and and your interests with uh, uh, everything, so everybody gets to know you. Sure. So I was a computer repair guy for about twenty years, and then I got into designing magazines, and then for the last twenty years, I've been uh, making websites for people, helping them really realize the value of uh, having a great website and getting it to produce leads and uh, new business. And I help people primarily get their message across because if you look at all the websites out there, you you can look at them and say, man, these these really are not all that great. But it's usually because the message doesn't entice anybody to want to read more. And so I help them starting with the message and then I design the website and, and all the related stuff around it, social media and and uh, email marketing and and uh, also text marketing. Okay, so that's um, kind of what I've been up to. All right, and um, you um, when you do website design, um, mobile obviously comes into play. And uh, what types of things do you have to look? What do you look for as far as uh, for iOS, for iPhone, and for an iPad? Uh, make sure that the website looks pretty and looks right. So I'm using WordPress, and WordPress used to have to run. In order to get mobile to work, you used to have to run extra plugins and different kinds of things. But I use a, a page builder now called Divi, D-I-V-I. And it is so fantastic because you can create your uh, web page for the desktop and then preview it for an iPad and preview it for a phone and just make sure that all the pieces work and adjust the different components uh, so that everything flows perfectly. You don't have any lines that break and all that kind of stuff. And um, so I definitely make sure that uh, websites work on all sorts of devices. And that's really, uh, really made my job a lot easier by using a, a page builder like Divi. Yeah. And you uh, inspired me to do that. So, and of course, in touch with iOS, newly redesigned uh, website is uh, on Divi and the uh, and it looks really good on the, on the iPhone for sure. So um, let's uh, find a little bit. I always ask our new guests, so let's find a little bit about uh, what devices you have as far as, I, I, I mean, I know what you have, but what you tell everybody, you have, of course, an iPhone. Which uh, which version of what iPhone do you have? I have a 10, um, 10S, I believe. And um, I also have a monitor kind of like yours. Uh, it's the Apple monitor at 27-inch and a MacBook Pro. Do you have an iPad? 
I do. I've got a whole drawer full of iPads. <laughs> iPads. Okay. Yeah. I don't use them all that much, uh, although I shouldn't say that out loud, but uh, especially on this, not on this program. <laughs> but uh, I definitely have, I have a later iPad and I do check things, uh, check my websites with it. So I make sure that they, they're looking good on there. So Apple Watch, Apple TV. Apple Watch. I got into Apple Watch when you showed me yours, actually. And I thought, wow, this looks pretty fantastic. And I've, I've found more uses for it than I could ever imagine. Because it is really fantastic device. I love it. Good. Uh, Orange, do you have any other you have any questions for Roger? Um, no, you should get a commission now from Apple. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well both of you. Um no, it sounds great. Welcome. What kind of um uh, your last full time IT position? What uh what type of uh speciality? Well, actually I before I got into web design, which was 20 years ago, um, I was uh, designing magazines and I worked for um, a, a railroading magazine uh, doing all the graphics work and laying it out and all that stuff when it was still desktop publishing was kind of coming on board then. And, and uh, so I got into that and then the, the company got sold and, and I went on my own as a freelance uh, magazine designer and worked for and all sorts of different magazines, Dog World and Cats Magazine, all these different <laughs> magazines. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a great experience. And then I decided, okay, this is the web is coming on. It's time to jump over. So it was a great, uh, you know, it was great to have the tech skills, the art design skills, art direction skills, and then I just applied it to the web. So it was a natural fit amongst everything I've done for about 45 years. Yeah. And Apple really took charge around that time too, because, you know, right. when I used to, I did work, you know, back then too, and it would be like everybody had PCs and then the magazine department had Macs because, you know, everything was just easier to do on a, even, um, you know, starting to design the magazines uh, on, on the Macs were just like so much easier. I still do some work for, uh, um, you know, the uh, circulars uh, that you get in the paper, the Sunday paper. Yeah. Those, uh, yeah. So I, I support one of the big companies down here too um, on, a, on a consulting basis, all Macs, because it's just, you know, yeah, you drop it's them beautiful. Around, so, yeah. It's awesome. Well, yeah, when, I st when I started, we were, we were using uh, Photoshop 2, version 2, and it was Quark. Yeah. Quark was our, you know, was we were lucky, and then there was some other uh, graphics program that you couldn't do separations or any of that for. So it was it was a nightmare back then trying to produce a magazine. Well, and uh, well, Roger, welcome to the show. We're going to have a lot of fun yeah. here, and uh, talk about some news. And uh, if you've heard the show before, we uh, we'll definitely get your insights on everything uh, we want to talk about tonight here. So awesome. Uh, First topic is the Apple third quarter quarterly results. Holy cow! They they did an amazing uh, the third quarter. Never thought that it would be this uh, this good. Um, uh, some of the highlights that were out there, of course, the, the big the big thing everybody's making a big deal about is uh, the, the the stock is going to be a four four one split four for one split. And I know uh, Warren and uh, uh, we we made comments earlier uh, on Mac to the Future that, uh, that like your your wife had says it's it, it's not a big deal. Um, but uh, you know you're getting what uh, uh, three shares for one, um, so you'll be getting a lot of a lot of extra shares and it brings the price back down, so more people can buy it, and then it'll probably go back up again. So you know I think that's right. that's a good. So option. before I asked her, I thought, wow, so everybody gets like double the amount of stock now. You, you're like you, you just made twice as much money as you did uh, two minutes ago. No, they, they just uh, half the value of the stock, and now you have more. So yeah, the, 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 I think the stock will. Like to probably but one hundred fifty dollars a share or whatever it is, and then you get three shares for every one you had uh, at the time uh, uh, by August twenty fourth. Right. So it's well, it you know, fair amount of shares. So yeah, we got a few too. So it's four hundred. It hit four hundred in aftermarket. So I guess tomorrow morning. Yeah. So it's going so to up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm probably at about four hundred percent in return on my investment so far. Oh yeah, we, we did pretty good. My my wife. Uh, 
you know, when she uh, swapped jobs, she did some Apple stock along with Zoom, like before oh, Zoom, yeah. before the pandemic, which was kind of neat too. But Andre, do you have any uh, any thoughts on that? Nothing. I wish I had some stock. I <laughs> oh, yeah. don't have any stock. I stay safe and and uh, keep all my cash in the bank and just <laughs> don't invest it because I'm afraid of losing it all. Mine's now we all wish we had more. Uh, so I can't complain. Um, revenue was up 10.9% year over year, which is, uh, um, which was good. Um, you know, it's a $1.5 trillion company. So, and, and going higher and the gross margins were up 12.1%. Uh, um, and really let's go more so than what's about everybody's interest here, what they're listening. I can keep going talking about all that stock stuff, but, uh, uh, Tim Cook made a comment that uh, what made us proud as a company is it's merely what we did, but how we did it. And I think that's a, that's pretty, uh, pretty cool to say something like that because it's, it is what they did. I mean, it just kept plugging along here. Their iPhone sales in May and June attribute to, to the stimulus because the, since the iPhone SE launch and, uh, and lifted the shelter in place, the iPhone SE just went like gangbusters um, with even all the constraints they had with supply you know, during the, during the whole quarter with COVID and all that stuff. So um, they had all-time revenues across uh, Apple Music, app stores, and a lot of the other services. They showed some uh, increased numbers. Apple TV Plus had uh, 95 award nominations and 25 wins. That's pretty impressive for a first-year uh, uh, media uh, service that they they started up. Um, and uh, and the Apple did achieve their goals of uh, – doubling their services revenue set in 2016, six months early. So that was good Good to hear. Uh, WWDC, they actually shared the numbers, 22 million unique views uh, uh, tuned into all the WWDC streams. So uh, that was pretty impressive. Uh, I like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, just keeps going on. Uh, a couple of the links we'll have in the show notes. The one, the, 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 the best one actually is the, uh, the one that Six Colors, uh, uh, Jason Sell puts together. Uh, that, that 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 link is in there, and it shows you know, bar graph, you know, bar graphs. You got to have bar graphs, you know, when we look at this stuff. But the the big picture is forty four percent of the of Apple's revenue was iPhone, eleven percent was uh, wearables, twenty two percent was services, eleven percent on iPads, twelve percent Mac. So um, looks pretty good. Um, do you guys have any uh, thoughts so far, Warren? Uh, yeah, I mean, they had challenges, obviously, uh, like everybody else, but, you know, they're not Disney World. It's not something that, you know, shut them down uh, with this pandemic. Um, you know, they had the supply uh, the supply chain issue, and they um, they have their retail store issues where they had to close down their retail stores. So, obviously, those, I think, were the biggest challenges they probably had during the pandemic. Other, other than that, I mean, people you know, still had to work, you know, they had to work differently. They had to get their electronics. They had to get their services. Um, they had to get their entertainment um, through, uh, you know, Apple TV and Apple Music um, and uh, Apple Arcade. Um, you know, the, the pandemic, you know, did not hurt, you know, tech companies as much as uh, some of the other industries, which is good, you know, for, for, for us techies, um, that like, you know, that likes to, uh, you know, watch them do well. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, uh, you know, they didn't change too much this time around, but obviously, you know, the, the next few, uh, the next year is going to be a big thing for them too, with the change of the processor on the Mac, that's going to be a big thing. And, uh, so they're focusing a lot more on, uh, you know, on on uh, on their product, I think uh, in this coming year than they are services, as by the sound of it. Um, so yeah, no, it's good. Uh, yeah, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy to see them do well. Look, look at the numbers with iPad. I mean, the last two quarters were down eleven and ten percent, thirty-one percent increase in iPad sales. And yeah. that, wow! Uh, wow! There was a shortage. Like there was a right yeah. at one point. There was there was hard to get one, and then. Uh, Especially, I think in China, it was uh, when they had their big surge out. Uh, they couldn't get iPads um, when everybody was home. So, I mean, you know, as you, as I said, when you're when you're stuck at home and you, you're not going to the office, the office has to come to you, and you got to find ways to do it. And not everybody knows how to set up a, a you know a workstation at home. So, you know, sometimes an iPhone and an iPad is is what you know you, you have to do. And I look at my wife who had to do the same thing. She had to work from home too. While she was home, she bought herself a new iPad, 
AirPods Pro, um, <laughs> a couple other web. I mean, you know, the, it makes it, it makes money. You know, you you have to, you have to set up. So, yeah, it's crazy. With the stores being closed, you would you would think that uh, you know the online online community must have uh, come through. You know, sure did, and people were buying everything online, um, and that's what uh, made a big difference. Yeah. Uh, the uh, yeah six point uh, six billion dollars uh, revenue from iPad versus four point four last quarter, so it just keeps going. Uh, iPhone revenue was a little down, but who's going to cry about twenty six point four billion? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, and you know the services uh, sector slight slight dip, but thirteen point two billion. Uh, so and it was about fifteen percent uh, revenue change over last year. Uh, last quarter, I'm sorry. Um, wearables uh, s- still keeps that trends going. So, I mean, we just keep talking about everything in here. And the total revenue was $59.7 billion. Uh, that was revenue. Um, and profit was 11.3. Uh, so, yeah. Num- anybody, if you want to geek out, look at the numbers. I guess, so we'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, Sixcolors.com uh, 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 article. They always do great bre- uh, graphs uh, on, on everything you want to know about quarterly results on uh, on Apple. So, um, a couple other things that came out. Uh, they Apple did confirm, and Steve Cook did confirm uh, during the, the the session that Tim they, Cook. I'm uh, Steve Cook. Oh my God, what am I saying? <laughs> Tim Cook. Thank yeah. you for correcting me. Uh, the, mm-hmm. That uh, this year's iPhone 12 models will be a little late, a little bit late. Um, uh, actually, the CFO. Uh, 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 Luca Mastrani, Mastrisi, I can't get some bad pronunciations today. Uh, uh, he uh, said they expect it to be a little later than usual because iPhones usually get released in September or late September. Looks like it's probably going to project it to like mid, mid to late October. It looks like. Uh, what do you think, Warren? Well, this is usually like a two. Usually they announce it in September, and it kind of goes into like a two. You could order it two or three weeks after that. So I'm not sure like how how far back that's going to go from there, but um, yeah, I mean it's, I expected that. Um, I, you know, if it's a little bit delayed, it, and certainly if it's only a month delayed, it's not going to yeah. it's not going to kill anything. It's not going to. Um, I think everything else is just going to go as planned uh, after that. Um, I think iOS uh, 14 will be released uh, on time. So um, despite what iPhone 12 comes out. Yeah, before the 12 comes out. Um, they're still working on the betas. The betas are good. So, um, you know, but Apple's funny like that too. They'll say it's delayed and then, you know, coming up to it, they, you know, it's not. Sometimes they'll say, oh, we got it and I'll just release it out. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be 100% sure it's going to be delayed, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Roger, any uh, thoughts? Um, you know, it's going to be Really interesting to see if uh, people are, you know, I don't know what the kind of prices are going to be on the 12. You know, it seemed like they were really pushing the price, um, pushing it to the edge. I, I, don't, I don't know whether most people are going to flip over for the 12. We'll see, I guess. Well, us us early adopters, so you got two guys who love upgrading. Uh, here I, I get uh, it. I get it. In the case of Warren, every five minutes, but that's another story. <laughs> It's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough month waiting for that upgrade. I'll tell you that much. There you go. <laughs> well, I'll do it because I have the iPhone upgrade program, so it's no sweat off. That's no sweat for me. So I'm, I'm definitely, and I, I just want to stay on top. I, I I like having the new models. So, right. So yeah, definitely gonna be interesting. Um, as you mentioned, Apple services segment it did see a double digit growth in the quarter, uh, which is awesome to see. Uh, yeah, News Plus, that, that's starting to pick up with things that they added, just the audio uh, playback in News Plus now, and they have the uh, the daily pod, the, the, the daily podcast uh, that recaps the news each day, uh, which was, was a big improvement. And then, uh, uh, of course, TV Plus is doing great. They're getting all, all these great movies and, and shows, and, and it, that really has helped them out a lot. Um, and Arcade is actually holding its own for, some, for those of you who are gamers. Um, so, it, so you've got some uh, good packages. I'm still disappointed that they haven't come up with uh, a bundle yet um and, and i know especially news plus because uh, a lot of these uh uh nice folks in here roger working with magazines that uh, you know they're, they're razor thin profits as it is anyway 
what do you what do you think of that? Do you think what do you think of News Plus? And I don't, I don't know if you're a subscriber or not, but I'm not a subscriber yet. I, I was just thinking about it today that this probably would be fun to subscribe for a while anyway. And uh, it looked interesting to me. I, you know, Apple has uh, a little bit of a unique look and feel to it, which I kind of liked. Um, so, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see yeah. what. I think they have a trial, so you'll be able to at least check it out. And yeah, yeah. It is. It is good. I've, I've had it for a bit. I stopped it for a while, but I I, I put it back on. Do you are you do you have it no warrant or no? Yeah, we have one. Um, oh, that's right. You're, you're Wall, Wall Street Journal. For the Wall Street, but yeah, so I use it too. Um, and you know the 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 problem, you know, they're still struggling a little bit from what you read here and there with News Plus, and um, you know, I think they're not going to offer a, bun, a bundle until they see a clearer right. That's right. Yeah, line in there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, next story, I wanted to, I want to touch upon the uh, uh, the big four that were on Capitol Hill uh, yesterday as we recorded this, but I don't want to spend a whole long period of time on it because this is not a political show. And uh, but I think it's got some points, especially specifically for Apple. Um, I will uh, uh, I definitely wanted to bring up those. Uh, I'll talk about uh, Jeff Bezos, um, Sunday Pichar, and um, Michael Z- uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Um, and um, briefly, you know, Jeff Bezos had said that he claimed that, uh, that he can't guarantee that Amazon never used, used data gathered to make compelling products and that his company might have violated uh, that, that policy. I mean, yeah, what a surprise there. And same thing with Google. You know, they, they kept different, giving different answers. I don't want to get into those guys. Mark Zuckerberg, they say, oh, they down, he downplays all of what they're doing, but come on, they're, they're, they're monopolizing everything. Um, but really what I want to focus on was Tim Cook. And I think some of the five key uh, quotes that came out of it, I'm, uh, I'm uh, going to echo uh, to the Mac Observer. Um, and we can touch upon each one of these. Uh, Apple has opened the gate wider. And he and said, unsurprisingly, Mike, uh, Tim Cook had keen to stand by the previous uh, used defense that Apple treats all developers the same and offers them the same opportunity. If Apple is the gatekeeper, what, we, what have we done to open the gate wider? He said. Um, so, all right, yeah, they charge thirty. They take thirty percent, and we have there's two point five million developers out there. Roger, you've, you're you're kind of a developer. You work with websites. What what is your thoughts on um, on the the thirty percent and developers? Yeah, thirty uh, percent. Um, I I think for the distribution factor, and I mean you, you guys have got your pod your podcast on Apple Podcasts, and you know you're you're in a way taking advantage of the Apple platform because it, it, you know, it's getting out to the world. It's a tremendous distribution. So, you know, I think it's something you have to have. Yep. Yeah. Um, You know, there's, there's no number for it. I mean, if it was 20%, people would be upset about the 20%. If it was 10%, people would be upset about the 10%. So, I mean, yeah. you know, you, you gotta you gotta come up with, with a number, and uh, you know, so all, all these, you know, the, you hear a couple of things going on that it's been thirty percent, it's always been thirty percent, and then you, an article article came out today that says Amazon may have gotten like a sweetheart deal where they offered fifteen percent or something like that um, for for a couple of things. Um, are they playing favorites? You know, um, can can somebody like Amazon afford it, uh, or you know, independent developers not? Um, for the most part, I think they, they, you know, I think Tim Cook was pushing that, you know, from what I'm reading is he, he said, listen, we have the guidelines, the guidelines are out there. We stick, we stick to the guidelines, here are the guidelines. This is our guidelines. This is what we do. And, you know, as long as he just keeps saying, this is our process, um, you know, they could charge 80%. That It doesn't matter. It's, it's, this is our process. Everybody pays 80% and, you know, that's what it is. And he also told uh, them uh, that the App Store created an economic miracle, quote, unquote. Uh, it's an economic miracle that the App Store allowed a person in their basement to start a company and serve 170 countries in the world. Yeah, and, and, and it's true. And I made this point the other, uh, yesterday with a with guy with, a, yeah. with the bookstore. And, you know, the bookstore, you know, people, uh, you know, want to sell the books. I know Amazon and, and Apple take a cut of that. 
But before that, you know, people had to like, you know, get in their car and travel to the the, the local Barnes and Nobles uh, across the, the the country and and try to get their book in the store. This is it's it's a whole different system, and you know, and that infrastructure, you know, these companies are taking on a lot of the work that's needed to get this stuff in these stores. So you have, you know, you gotta you gotta pay them for it. It's not just you know, yeah, Barnes and Nobles they need the space for it. But you know, you know, the, you need the infrastructure. You need the app store. You need the bookstore. Um, you know, now that's what they're trying to do with the arcade too. That's what they're trying to do with News Plus. You need this basic, and not even a wall garden, but you need this basic system to to present it to your customers in the best way that that they can, and that's what they that's what they get paid for. Yep. Raj, you have any uh, thoughts? Um. Well, I think definitely, uh, you know, it's back to the distribution again. Uh, you know, everybody wants to sell at a premium. I want to sell my websites at a premium. Um, so I try to, you know, hold my price. I don't like the discount for anything. So uh, the more value you believe in what you think something is worth, uh, then the rest of the world will believe believe it as well. So it's all about... Uh, you know, your own um, inclinations about it and your own uh, uh, thoughts about it. So, okay. Um, he highlighted ed- education. He's very, they were very proud of what they've done in education. And, you know, Apple's been an education and company for a long time. Um, and they're serving the market in a significant way. Uh, much else we could say about that. Uh, people are working to move physical to virtual. And, and that's, that's where we're at right now with education. That's a whole other controversial topic with teachers, so I won't go down that road. <laughs> uh, and um, the other last thing was uh, keeping kids safe by removing some of the parental control apps. I guess they, that was a bit of a controversy because they were, you know, they removed all the parental control apps out of the App Store because they now have their in-house screen time feature, um, and they were worried about the safety of kids. So that's what they did. They they did that. So uh, did you have any thoughts about that, Warren? Uh, I think that also had to do with the, uh, they were pushing out using the uh, profiles um, with some of that stuff too. So he, he kind of backed, you know, he kind of uh, used that as a, a little bit of a, a little bit more of a, a push that they were able to do that too, which is true. I mean, the, the companies, uh, uh, you know, in order to, to do screen time, you had to get access to, to some things that normal things uh, on iOS don't let you do. So you have to uh, install a, a corporate profile or, or a management profile to allow to do that. And supposedly you could only do that if you're a company um, and, and follow the rules and uh, so they didn't do that. So, um, you know, um, part of me is like, maybe they should let people try again. Cause I don't think the screen time app is uh, that great. I think, you know, there's, you know, there are, certainly better options out there or there were um, for, for parental controls. Um, so I, I think either they need to, to bump that up or, or let other people in. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, did you have anything to add to that, Roger? So especially with COVID now where, where the whole world is just shifting from, uh, you know, schools being, you know, kids being in school and now they're at home all the time. And, you know, especially as, um, uh, you know, parents having to go back to work, they're going to be kids, you know, that are going to be uh, on their own a lot, maybe. Uh, so it's probably an important topic right now to, to uh, resolve. All right, moving on here. This was in uh, phonearena.com. Uh, NBC Universal's Peacock has added 10 million subscribers since launch. Uh, the streaming wars have officially commenced in the United States. Established players like Netflix and Amazon Prime, Hulu, have met with intense competition because you got Disney Plus and HBO Max, which we've talked about. Uh, and in recent months, of course, Apple TV Plus. Um, the uh, uh, it, so then when Peacock jumped into the into the into the ring, they went off to a fantastic start. Uh, and uh, you know, I think a lot of uh, one of the big things is with Peacock is if you're a Comcast Xfinity subscriber, you get it for free anyway. So I think I don't know if that comes into play as far as how many subscribers they have. Uh, but the content is pretty decent. I mean, there's a lot of great shows on there so far. Um, Roger, have you explored any of this uh, so far? 
I really haven't too much. I, my son has Apple Plus and um, he loves it. He's totally sold on it. That's about all he has now. So he, that's what he's watching. But uh, I don't actually watch that much TV. So except a little bit of Netflix here and there. So got to stay off that. How about you, Warren? I should probably install it. I heard good things. I'm hearing good things about it, so maybe I'll check it out. I mean, there's a ton of great shows, all the NBC content. In fact, they, I was, when I started exploring it the other night, they have some CBS, old CBS shows, like Two and a Half Men, the whole the entire series. And, I mean, that, that's a that's a goofy show as it was anyway, but it's not for 12 seasons. No, I, like, I liked it. Oh, no, I, um, I, I, I haven't watched it, but I mean, there's, there, they've, got, they've, they've, they've grabbed a lot of different TV, old TV shows, like Everybody Loves Raymond and all the other CBS stuff, so... Um, better than uh it's better than the plex uh service is what yeah, you're saying. Like we talked about last week <laughs> i heard somebody else uh i forgot another podcast said the same thing that you said too it was like uh it, it was, they, were, they were laughing about it yeah i mean yay we're all excited it's free tv oh yeah like, <laughs> it was like uh, uh some foreign country yeah you know and it's it's sometimes about unique content you know, like everybody's, everybody loves Raymond and and um, Two and a Half Men have all of a sudden appeared. They're all over the place. They're on Sling. They're on uh, YouTube TV. They're they're on. Uh, I think maybe they're on Prime or or Netflix. So they're so this same content is is showing up everywhere. So these these um, companies that are doing unique content. Uh, you know, really grab the viewers and they're really looking for some some unique content to watch nowadays. Absolutely. Uh, next story, this was in Mac Rumors. Uh, some Apple Watch Series 5 owners are seeing issues with inconsistent battery levels and random shutdowns. Some Apple Watch uh, Series 5 owners have been experiencing battery issues the, when their, their device is causing random shutdowns when the Apple Watch is uh, reporting at very high battery levels. It seems like it's an inconsistent report. You have a Series Five watch, uh, Warren. What have you experienced any issues? I'm on I'm on a beta, so I would imagine that. Oh yeah, uh, forgot, uh, yeah. That I, actually, the battery's been pretty good on the beta, so maybe I, it's, this might be one of those times where I'm better off than the uh, production people. But who knows? It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not too bad. I'm still on Series Four, and the battery life is still great for me. Uh, Raj, which which you have for? I have a I have a five, and right. it's just fantastic. I love every minute with it, and it's just I use it to for so many things I didn't even realize, and I was a late adapter to adopter to it, and it just I'm so glad I got one. I'm really thrilled with it. Okay, well let's. Probably some some people are experiencing this, and you know they've got to make it a big deal. Because <laughs> so, um, this uh, article is on iDrop News. Watch out, iCloud. Google brings 15 gigs of free storage to iOS users. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's get excited here. Uh, Google mm. now adding automatic backups to their Google One for Android u- users. Okay, we're not Android users here, right? But the company did announce that it is rolling out this backup solution to iOS uh, owners as well. Uh, so it isn't going to cost you anything. You get 15 gigs of backup no matter what, but it's on Google. <laughs> so you know, if you question privacy, then you may not like this. But, you know, I've had I've had a Google photo, Google Photos account forever, and I've been backing up some photo, photos on there. It's nice to have another place to back things up. Um, so interesting, Google's starting to adopt uh, more and more iOS stuff uh, and try to compete, compete against itself, honestly, with Android. Uh, Roger, what do you think? So I love Google Drive. Uh, I create so many accounts for for every time I do a website. It's at least ten accounts. I I think I create, and of course I know we're going to talk about one password a little later. But oh my gosh, it's um, I offload all my backups to a Google Drive, and you know the fifteen gig is just about right for what I do. I think the five gig is a, is a joke. Yeah, yeah. It honestly, is. I mean, I don't understand why Apple can afford to 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 uh, give it give up a ten extra gigs of space on their servers. Just to help yeah, totally. Not make people have to buy the low end plan. I mean, granted, I have the two hundred gig plan, so and I almost fill it up. So, um, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah no, I, I agree with you, uh, Warren. You have any thoughts? Um, nah, just you know, thinking about all the the anti Google people. I mean. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, you know, with with the tech support that we do, you know, we sometimes, you know, there's we we see it, and you know, there's a lot of people that today I've, I help somebody with their pictures today um, on their iCloud, and just some people don't even understand the concept of it, of having to, to pay to, to get their backups. You know, how do we get in the cloud? Do I have to do that? So, you know, there's a lot of people who are cheap who just won't pay for the iCloud storage. And there's a lot of people who by principle won't do it, which I get to. And there's a lot of people um, um, who just don't even know to do it. So, um, you know, when people start talking about it in, in you know, on, on the, the internet and what to do, a lot of times, you know, people will say use Google Cloud, use uh, Google Photos, uh, and this is just one of the things. It's free, you know. Is it the most private thing in the world? No. Is it uh, like Google Photos uh, stores your pictures um, at lower quality? But you know what? It's it, you know sometimes it saves these people, and uh, you know it, sometimes that's worth your privacy. So um, I'm not going to use it because um, I, I got my iCloud. But um, you know, it's good. I'll try it out just just because uh, I want to see what it does. Um, but. Yeah, I, I mean, all the, like Amazon even has it too. If you have Amazon Prime, you, there's a you know there's a way Amazon could save things too. And uh, you know, some of these cell phone, uh, I think Verizon used to have it too. Verizon used to like give you like 15 gigs of free storage to uh, to back up things on your phone too. If you remember that, I kind of remember something uh, that they put out there. But uh, yeah, people like free. Yes, they do. Well, but for those of you who don't back up and you don't want to pay for it. Shame on you, because if you lose your photos, don't come crying to us. Uh, <laughs> Do something. Okay. All right. Uh, let's uh, move on to some of the topics we were going to talk about this week. Uh, the first one we always talk about is beta, because Warren lives on the edge. For you don't know this, Roger. Uh, Warren puts beta on all of his production devices. It doesn't matter. What I've, a brave I've, man. I have a Mac. He's, he's, got, he's got beta on everything. Life on- is boring. Life is boring. You got to do something. Yeah. So, <laughs> but not much to report. Uh, I mean, they didn't release a new beta, so you're on beta three. I mean, I've got it, and as as people know, I keep talking about these on my uh, on my uh, uh, iPhone XR that I have as a, as my backup device. So at least I get to look at uh, iOS 14. Uh, but what, yeah, what anything to report this week? No, I mean, uh, so this was the first week um, in a while that the. Uh, the beta, so the beta production weekly cycle goes. So uh, it ha- it's been, uh, you know, beta releases one week, and the next week is going to be uh, a production releases uh, um, updates. Um, so there was nothing this week, which pretty much is telling us that I think, and we cross our fingers at this point that uh, that you know macOS uh, ten point fifteen and iOS thirteen um is pretty much getting their forks put in them um because I think they're uh, they're gonna stop that uh development. Um and then uh yeah I would expect Tuesday we're gonna get a we're gonna get a fresh batch. We'll see how it goes. Um not not much changing between the the betas. Uh, they all actually the bugs don't even seem to change. Uh, the few bugs I have don't seem to get better in the uh in the weeks but um but it's usable and uh as i said with the watch the watch has been fine uh the battery has been okay the phone is really not that bad either so sale goes have you uh, roger have you ever dabbled in beta i i occasionally but um i've escaped without having anything uh, critical happen so yeah no i don't i don't do too much with it uh, especially not now yeah so as i tell people you know, Warren won't won't tell people this. Don't don't do not put beta software on your production device. All right, fine, just do it. No problems. Just come <laughs> on. So we always have fun with that. So, all right. Um, I uh, carried this over from last week because we did talk about it at the end of the show last week uh, about uh, password managers. And uh, I know Roger, you're a big one password user. We've talked about it for years. We've done you and I have both done presentations that are at the, the Apple User Group about the one password. Um, and I kept the, the link in the, in the show notes from the, the Wirecutter article from New York Times uh, talking about 1Password uh, and the uses of it. And uh, I'd like to find out from you, Roger, since you're getting new guest. So, um, first off, do you have the standalone app or are you uh, doing the 1Password uh, for Teams? Uh, I have the standalone app. Okay. 
So and you back it up with uh, with iCloud and yes, you back yes. It up. right. And, uh, what are what are some of the one of the, some of the uses you find that are very helpful well, for one password? So I was talking about earlier, uh, creating um, maybe 10, 15 accounts for every single website. So, you know, if you you create a a Gmail account, and then of course that links to um, a YouTube account, and then uh, a Mailchimp account. Of course, you have to confirm and double opt in. Uh, confirm all these accounts, and so you. So I usually create a Gmail account for everybody because I don't want to get into their personal email. So I create a kind of a dummy uh, Gmail account, and then just build off of them from there. But the password uh, process, I mean, talk about a universal problem for the world. Yeah. Uh, and this is a solution uh, that has come about for all of us, and it's a tremendous. Uh, solution to a worldwide problem, really. I mean, passwords are a nightmare for everybody. I was just talking to somebody earlier about passwords, and he said, yeah, you know, they're using sticky notes on everything on his computer. I said, okay, hold it, hold it, stop. Don't tell me anymore. <laughs> Warren and I can both attest to sticky notes on on monitors and you know, computers. Yeah, yeah. A lot of time. I work in a, a lot of time. So, um, yeah, so it, I don't know if you've been ever been able to compare it to other other ones out there like LastPass and you know and others. Um, but I, I just I keep I, I keep migrating back to one password. I think it's a it's a great uh, uh, application. Keeps things uh, really secure. Uh, some of the things that stand out, like uh, the first thing is you you can go through and browse and make sure you get rid of your crummy passwords. Um, uh, there are we always use crummy passwords. A lot of people do, and a lot of times you just want to go through and check check it. The, one password gives you the, op- the option and being able to do that, finding things very easily. Um, Warren, did you, did you say you use one password or are you using something else? Um, I tried it. Um, I wanted to migrate uh, the family over to it and I tried it and I don't know if it was one password or the other one uh, or one of the other ones, but whatever, whichever one I tried was the wrong one because it didn't work for me. Um, so I, I kind of gave up on it, but maybe, maybe it was the wrong one and I'll, I'll, I'll go again. Um, you know, my password situation is a mess and so is my family. So I, it's like a whole, <laughs> it's a whole rework that I have, that I have to do that. So, um, uh, that's pro that's my next project probably to, uh, t- tackle that one. Yeah. What, one of the great things about passwords, I want password for teams is it, it, it sticks across all your devices and you can maintain separate one password, uh, vaults for, for your, each of your family members too, as well as cross access each of the passwords, uh, like you and your wife, um, you can you could set that up, and, and the vault works really well. I mean, it it it, uh, it allows you to keep your password separate from your wife's or your or your or your kids or your son in your case, uh, and um, and uh, it uh, really makes it a lot easier to manage. I mean, I, I'm 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 I was pretty impressed when they did that. I I decided to go to the teams, uh, which is a subscription. I think it's like fifty or sixty dollars a year, which is a fair. I don't mind paying it because I like to support uh, one password and I think they're, they're a really good company. Um, they've, they've really showed us a lot over the years. I mean, they have updated that thing consistently, continued yeah. to develop the platform year after year after year. I was sorry to see them kind of uh, go to the subscription model because, you know, yeah. that used to be a little easier, uh, a little nicer to just pay once, but you yeah. know, every, everybody's doing that now. But they still let you do it. I mean, you're still doing it. They don't advertise it, but you still can get a standalone. Right. You know, I think wasn't the deal with the subscription model. If you wanted, if you had the latest operating system on your Mac, uh, it they pulled back the browser version of it, and they wouldn't let you have that unless you were on the subscription model, right? Wasn't that the thing with that? Yeah, I'm not sure because I, I was told I have not tried it in a while having the standalone. Uh, but I, I think you, I mean, you've got it. So you've, you, you, you've got right, it. Right, right. It seemed to me like they forced you into, into getting into seven, version seven, uh, or they wouldn't support the having the install of the browser extension, which is which is almost critical. I mean, that's half the program. Yeah, I mean, that's no, I the most convenient part of the thing. Do you? I, I can't imagine they would do that. Uh, I don't. I've, I've, I don't know for a fact, but I don't think they did. They did. Uh, are you on version right. seven now? Or? I am. 
I, I had to. I, they weren't going to do it. I, I thought, well, I can't do without this. Oh, so when I jumped from six to seven, I had to go to the subscription model. And oh, you, oh, you did jump over. I had to, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So that's the case. Okay. I was. I, I. I'm sorry. I thought that you had said otherwise. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess they're at a point where they decided, yeah, because they were letting it go for a while. I guess I haven't revisited that in a while. So. Right. Um. Uh, so that was interesting. Hmm. Uh. The feature they have called Watchtower is, is very interesting. It, it keeps an eye on, um, uh, keeps uh, uh, password audits. It's like basically giving you a self-audit and auditing all your passwords and tells you what's bad, what's good, who, who's supporting two-factor authentication. Does this website have a have a vulnerability? Um, it's it's great to have something like that that tells you this. And I know these other password companies, password managers do the same thing. Uh, but I think it's, it's really well done. Really well. And especially since, you know, everybody uses, <laughs> I mean, you start to think about all the people that use the same password across every single device or every, every single website, they're all using the same password, their bank is the same password as everything else. So it's good that they have something to prompt them to change their behavior and do something a little different. And, and there's nothing better than and letting one password generate a long, secure password. It's really fantastic, uh, as opposed to somebody that writes their dog's name or whatever, the kid's name. Well, you have to think about it, too, with passwords. You know, you always, in, in my case, I always have my iPhone with me. I'll always be on my Mac. Um, you know, so it isn't going to be a place that, where I would have to remember typing in my password. And and if I did, you know, the, the only thing is you're not going to be doing it in a computer that's not yours. Um, right. So, Right. I mean, the only downfall, obviously, of having those really complex passwords is you got to, what was that? I type it in, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it, it's it's okay. Um, right. what, do you, what do you think? Is 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 having this uh, having this uh, gonna make life life easier for you guys for you? Um, we'll see. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give you real time follow up. So right now, you guys aren't doing using anything. No, um, nope, just uh, brains, which is uh, failing every day. You got, so. the, you got the spreadsheet, <laughs> the password, the password of a password, you know. It's, it's just probably the same password I used uh, since I was, uh, you know, since in my AOL days. So. AOL days. <laughs> uh, you've got mail. Uh, <laughs> it might actually be the same password. Yeah. Um, so no, I I, I will uh, put that as a as a project of mine, and I will uh, follow up on that. So so the one that you're no seriously, so well, one password is a uh, is a way to go, the way to, the one to go. It's worth it. Um, it. The um, other great thing is I, I use this all the time is secure notes. I keep my I keep track of all my memberships, my documents, software licenses. I track that. My credit cards have that in there. Um, and uh, my uh, uh, rewards uh, account numbers, or what you want to remember those. You see, you've got all that in there, and it's all right in one place. Oh, I got to look up my my membership number for Avis or whatever. Um, you just go in there, you can get it. It's right there. As long as you put it in there, and you and you're, you're doing a good job maintaining it, um, that's where it where it comes becomes a major benefit right there Same and software for- licenses oh my gosh software licenses you know you can print out your receipt that they email to you and drag it in as a pdf and it stays right in your um, software license section of of one password so you've always got it and when you upgrade and you have to re-enter something uh, you're you're good this is definitely. I'm looking in the article, but I I just I can look at this. My TSA pre-check number. You know, I don't. I'm not gonna remember that. Like, yeah. um, my my passport. You actually could scan a copy of your passport. So if you were in trouble and you didn't, you needed your passport at least to show you have one and and, and at least have the record of it. Um, like your VIN number for for your for your for your car insurance. I mean, I mean, it's just endless of what you can put in here. Uh, a lot of people use this to store. This information and it's secure, and you have right. one password to remember, and that's the one that you use to sign in, and it, and it and it also has um, the uh, protection with the uh, uh, oh what was that? I'm scroll back here the uh, uh, the uh, the master password, and then if you don't remember that master password, you have another backup that is generated if you save that. It's like putting it in a safe place if you had to go back. The first aid kit they call it, right? 
couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, and it has a, a generator. So, you, I mean, that's what's huge. You don't have to think of a password. You just have it generate the password. And nice. It works. So, And their support is amazing. Uh, I helped somebody get on one password just a couple of weeks ago. And he had had multiple accounts. Mm-hmm. And he had an old version way back. And he was trying to convert it to a new version. And it was just a mess. I couldn't even fix it. I had to have him call support. And they they straightened him right out. So company is Agile Bits. That's the name of the company. They're a Canadian-based company, actually. Um, and uh, we actually, I have known somebody who is actually one of the one of the developers who actually lives in the Chicago area um, that, uh, that I've talked to in the past. And he's one of the uh, one of the designers and developers. And so talk talk about it all the time with him whenever I see him. And uh, yeah, that's a that that's a great company. And uh, can't say more. And I'm not, I'm not I'm not paid. As I want to make sure I, everybody knows that I'm not being paid to to say great things about one password. I, I I talk about it because I enjoy it. Um, and, and, uh, even, even they would give Apple user groups discounts. So you get a discount and I know that's what we, we end up all, you and I all the time, Roger would talk about that. Hey, you can get one password to get this discount and, um, right. you want to join a Apple user group, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody should belong. Yeah. So, um, uh, any other thoughts uh, Warren, before we uh, move on? Nope. Sounds good. Uh, next topic I want to bring up is scanning apps. Uh, Warren, what, what scanning app do you use or do you use scanning apps on your iPhone? I do. Um, I actually bought one Okay. Uh, a while ago called, I don't know if I bought it, but I use it. It's called Genius Scan. It's been around for a while um, and, it, and it's great. Um, I have a few, but this is the one I always go to. Uh, it's called Genius Scan and it basically is very... Um, actually this is a free one, um, which is good. Um, and basically you could take a scan and you could save it right to the files app now in your, uh, on your iOS device, you can airdrop whatever you scanned. Um, if you pay a little bit more, it lets you save to a bit more places like Google drive and things like that. Um, uh, but I found the, the free version works and I use it all the time. And I am the hero when my wife says, can you scan this? Can you scan that? I'm like, you know, you could do the same thing. You got the phone. No, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, you point the phone to it and you take the picture. No, I can't do it. So I'm, I'm the scan guy. <laughs> so you, you stay exclusive to just that one. Um, yeah, I mean it works. I mean, I know the uh, there's a few others. I know the you could do it with the Notes app too. Um, and um, I actually have um, I have one that we were talking about yesterday, but I, I have one of the ScanSnap uh, scanners um, that actually has a app as well that you could use it, you know, in conjunction. But you don't really need it. Um, so essentially, with the um, uh, I have my. Uh, I have my scan snap uh, set up on my, on my Mac where I could uh, scan t- uh, to Google Drive. So it scans right to my Google Drive. And then on my phone, I take a scan and I could use the Files app just to put that scan right in the Google Drives and it uh, does everything I need. It's easy. In fact, Microsoft OneNote, if you have OneNote, uh, it has a built-in uh, scanning feature in the app. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. I use that for, for work, and uh, which is great because I can scan something real quick and uploads it right to my my corporate network, and I don't have to go play games to try to get it there. <laughs> so, yep. and all the, they're all good. I mean, basically, they'll they'll take the picture and then they'll try to like uh, they'll try to align it and make it look like a scan, and they all you know it works fine. Yeah, Roger, do you is there a scanning app that you use? You know, I think you turned me on to this, Dave. I think it's called the Turbo Scan. Okay, uh, and I, you know, I was probably at uh, you know the iPhone Sig or something, but uh, TurboScan uh, does a beautiful job of of creating scans. It's it's really quite nice. I, I like it, um, and I think you also maybe taught, you've you've taught me all, all these things about Scannable. I think that's another one, uh, or Scan Life. I'm not sure what that is. One that stand out that you use uh, frequently, or uh, well, the Turbo Scan definitely. I got a whole bunch of scans for that. It well, creates a PDF. Your pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah. Uh, my uh, my app, and I and I have always spotted, uh, been promoting this one is is by Riedel. It's called Scan Scanner Pro because they're the makers of PDF Expert. Um, I think it's a great app. Yeah. It actually, if you look, I've got the level link in the show notes for all these apps. Of course, uh, the App Store. It's the number two in the business. Uh, category on, on, on the app store. So it, it, it's very popular and Riedel makes just some great 
apps. They really do. Um, and it's got a lot of editor's choice, New York Times, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just find it to be really easy to, to, to scan. I mean, you just you great scanning. You can extract text very well, uh, removing distortions. Um, it's getting really high stars. I mean, it's got 4.9 out of 5 stars. There's like almost, almost 158,000 uh, reviews of this app. So, um, so I think it's, it's a great one. It does have in-app purchase. So I think you can get some fax uh, capabilities if you need to fax something. Uh, but it's a flat three ninety nine, which is which is a steal, honestly. Um, I've heard wow. of other uh, scanning apps that are out there, a lot of them want to charge. And one thing I will bring up, and I was going to say something about it, and and I'm and I'm now I'm going to say something really negative about it is Adobe. <laughs> Adobe has, uh, yeah, exactly. Adobe has a scan app, and I said, like, oh, this is great. So I'm in, and and I'm reading through some articles and seeing. Uh, they have this great scanning app that uh, uh, you can scan. And I tried it out. Oh, this is great. I'm scanning the, uh, the document. It's like, oh, this works great. Guess what? Your information's hijacked because the only way you're going to be able to get that out of Adobe Scan is purchasing a scanning pack from Adobe. Hmm. It, it's all in the Adobe ecosystem. You have to pay us. Yeah, they, they have it forever now. And, and it's theirs. Yeah. Well, luckily I scanned some, something I could care less about. So, <laughs> so, so, I, I put that in the show notes, but uh, just to be aware of that, um, yeah, a lot of people are saying great things about Adobe Scan. Yeah, it works great. I mean, it does does scan well, but you're locked in that um, environment, so um, so stay away from that. But I think I think we gave everybody some great uh, some some great uh, choices for scanning uh, for uh, on your iOS device. The reason I brought that up is because. There's there was a, there's a lot of chatter about scanners and themselves, and obviously these this isn't going to replace like if you're doing legal documents and you need to have a really super accurate uh, scan of something. You know, like if you use a a all-in-one uh, printer scanner, fax, all that, uh, you, that's going to probably be better for you if you need to get the piece of the sheet through there. And of course, they got some really high quality scanners um, that are out there too. You have a scan snap, you said, uh, Warren. So th- those uh, scanners do scan things very well, but in a pinch, I think this works great. It's something you need scanned. You got it in your hand. I mean, that's what's amazing about the iPhone. It really is. You, you, you pretty much could has replaced many things. That's another one that's done. So, all right. Let's, uh, let's go to move on. I wanted to talk a little bit about MacStock. Uh, last week, uh, MacStock, uh, virtual MacStock uh, happened, and uh, we had an absolute blast uh, doing it. And, uh, Warren, you got to jump in and uh, see some of it uh, uh this past week, what yes. you think? No, from what I saw, I really liked it. Uh, you know, and I actually got an email today from uh, from their newsletter saying that we uh, could uh, yeah. watch uh, yeah. the pieces we uh, we missed. I'm sure you'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, and um, and 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 um, Mike, it's Mike, right? Mike Potter, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He uh, he said, um, you know, in his little email out there, that it went really better than he thought. He couldn't believe he pulled it off, and I, I agree. I think it was uh, it was really cool. I mean, I would, you know, I would have paid for it, and um, you know, um, he should uh, maybe consider doing this a couple times a year. Why not? He really wants to get uh, MaxAct twenty twenty one live back live. I mean, the live, but you know, there's nothing wrong with doing a little supplemental thing like this here and there, which is I yeah. think would be kind of neat. Yeah. Well, what did Mike to- stream it with? What, uh, what Zoom was it or uh, live stream or something? Yeah, to give some of the back end of it all. Um, yeah, he used <laughs> Studio to stream the video streams of of all the all the videos. Um, so and he had that on a solid internet connection because he. <laughs> He has the worst luck with internet up in, in Woodstock. Uh, so he had he had three internet connections, and one of them was solid for the video stream. That's the most important thing. And then what happened was what we did was we um, we we had like what was called a a speakers lounge, and we created it in Jitsi, you know J I T S I, which is a f- open source um, video conferencing service. Uh, it's Jitsi.org. Put that in the show notes. Um, and, um, we had a lounge and it was all the speakers would come in cause we were going to have live Q and a after each video played. So then I, and I was, I was the co-host, which I was proud to be doing that. And, um, and, uh, we, uh, had, uh, each speaker come in, each speaker came in or our speakers, if they decided to want to come come and hang out, which was actually they did, which was fun. So while the videos were playing, I didn't get to watch them very much because I was focusing on all the chat and, and people asking questions as well as we were having our, our backstage chatter with all the other speakers. So it was a lot of fun us being able to do that. 
Um, so that went on for the, the, throughout the day. And then towards the end, uh, everybody, if, for those of you who don't know Barry Falk, he's been on the show before. Um, he was the, uh, he was the, uh, creator of the Mac, the, the, the Mac Bob barbecue from, uh, five years ago. Um, he, he, uh, reached out to me on, um, he texted me and I, and he said, uh, I said, uh, well, gosh, you got to come into the, you got to come into, uh, the, this chat room because I know Mike would really appreciate seeing you. And, uh, so sure enough, he, he came in, he was driving. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he was on his way to a Pokemon event. So it was important. So, uh, uh, but it was great to see Barry and, uh, he, he came into the chat and we had Chuck Joyner, Allison Sheridan, uh, spoke, um, as well as, uh, Josh Wrench and, uh, 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 a couple potential speak uh, guests will be coming on. Brittany Smith was really great. She she did a, a great uh, presentation on the cognitive science behind behind shortcuts, and she's uh, she's an ADHD and technology coach out in Portland, Oregon. Um, and she's also I didn't realize has just, knows iPhones pretty well and an Apple and an Apple enthusiast, obviously. So she was a lot of fun. Mike Schmitz was on there. He talked about playing with ideas. He's, uh, he's definitely, we've had him at our Apple user group before. So it was a great show. It was a lot of fun. So um, we've got links in the show notes. If you had signed up for uh, the um, uh, the event and, and you got to see it, like like uh, Warren said, he got an email today and said, has the link, you'll be able to watch it. Unfortunately, it can't be shared out uh, if you hadn't signed up. Um, but if you uh, also, if you paid for a ticket, you automatically get, uh, you get that as well. But in addition to that, you'll also get uh, be able to get the digital pass and be able to watch uh, those videos. He'll, uh, Mike's going to have those edited uh, by my speaker, so you'll be able to do that. And that's how he's done it in in, uh, in past years. So, so I have a link in the show notes for that, as well as I have a link uh, to buy a T-shirt or a mug because um, he's got a really cool logo this year, and uh, he's and you can uh, you can purchase that. They're not too terribly expensive. I have I have to keep my mug collection going. I got the the last five, so I've already ordered number six. So, so that should be coming. Uh, so, so it was a lot of fun, and just I, I can't uh, I can't uh, say enough about Macstock, and I, I look forward to what, what's going to happen for next year. So, all right, I think we talked through a lot of stuff tonight, and um, and I hope I uh, uh, hope you guys uh, enjoyed it, and, and and I'm glad you were back, Roger. Uh, uh, why don't you uh, tell everybody about um, uh, uh, about you as far as uh, where they can find you? As well as uh, you, you, you've told me you're, you're, and that's why I invited you here too, as well. And one one reason, but I wanted you to be able to have an experience on a podcast, but that you're thinking about starting a podcast. So, uh, tell us about that, and then then tell us where everybody can find you. Sure. Um, so I'm at developwebsites.com, and uh, I'm starting a new podcast um, with a friend of mine, and we're talking about communication. And uh, so often people say something, and they think the other party understands what you said, but they really don't. And uh, so there's a miscommunication that happens. And so we're giving tips on uh, how to communicate more effectively, uh, both interpersonally and, and in um, across the internet, on websites particularly. And, you know, that's kind of been my thrust of of uh, websites is, is making sure that your message, your business message is really clear to people so that they can get it in five seconds or less. So that's really important. And uh, it's, uh, it's really a valuable thing. Uh, the name of the podcast is going to be, so what is your point? <laughs> Great name. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, of course I'm doing a website for that as well. So uh, it will launch on August 18th. All right. Well, we're going to be have you have you on again, and uh, you could uh, t- uh, tell us about it. And I'd love to hear if there's any angles with iOS and iPhone and all that stuff, and you know, what your site's designing it and all that. And uh, we definitely could have you. Go I'll ahead. be call- calling you for some great tips, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. So I've learned a lot being a podcaster here. So um, right. And uh, Warren, I know we find you at Max Mac to the Future, right? Yes, Max to the Future Facebook uh, group um, here. Um, something we do with a guy on Wednesday nights at eight Eastern time. Um, and, um, you know, maybe I'll even make it to Max Doc if, the, if, if, if it ever actually happens next year. So yeah, it's getting close. It's happening. Oh, so, all right. Well, thanks for both of you, uh, for being here. 
Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS, or you can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others, including uh, Stitcher and uh, Spotify and all those. But better yet, just go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Thanks, Warren, and thanks, Roger, for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk all to you all again soon.